My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast. How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. So they don't do daylight savings time in Hawaii, apparently. No. I, I mean, I knew they didn't do it in like Arizona, but I didn't realize that Hawaii was. But I guess why do they need to? They just have we're, sun all the time. We're another zone removed from you, even Scott. So. But now you're what? you're now we're closer. We're now I mean we were only two hours apart. We were three hours apart. No, now we're now we're three hours. We were two hours. We were only two, so we're farther away. Oh. Yeah. So sad. So that means you're gonna have to get home early to do the show now. Ooh. Yeah. Just like just like Sandwich, who's always on time. Yeah. Always. Never been late ever. No. Never. Never. When sausage needed making. I was always on time for the start of the show when the show started. Because we can't start the show without you. <laughs> so I was always on time. <laughs> I was always there at the start of the show. That's right. Yep. That's correct. That's not wrong. The start of the show may not have been on time because you we're not. Were listen, there, the show started late. But you that's were not there. On sandwich. No, nothing. Nothing's ever on sandwich. Hey, exactly. hey, Kev, you want to put your mic in front of you instead oh, yeah. of beside you? I forgot. Oh yeah, that sounds Hello. so much better. Hello. Now we can really start the show with some. Oh, so, wait, do that again. Let's do it. Just. Go, just go. God. Oh, God. All right. Well, if you want to like be a part of the show, like follow us on the social medias, you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagram. It's Geek Stuff TNG in all of those places. Uh, you uh, can... Let's just wrap it up. There's nerd stuff that happened. People died. You want, you want to jump right games in? and shit out there and toys. Go buy them. If you feel the same way yeah. that Kevin does, you can call the GVM line 201 730 2547 and tell us that. We can just wrap up the show. Or if you want to email us about wrapping up the show, 
You can email us over at geeksftng at gmail.com. See how he swiped that ball for me and just ran with it? Yeah. One year ago, the sandwich would not have, have been able to do that. That's growth. You just saw it right in front of your eyes. Beautiful. The sandwich would not have the intestinal fortitude to dare to interrupt. <laughs> but now well, he's a big boy. Because now he's a he's almost a man. Because he's almost. seen he's seen this Kev before. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Stupid fucking garbage. Why? Why? That's because that's because he's been the the Toy Biz box set. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you would like to hear vintage episodes like that, you can support us over on the Patreon. Uh, for a dollar a month, you get access to the private Discord server for the show where you can chat with members of the team. Uh, for $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So right as soon as we're done recording the episodes and I get them mildly edited, uh, I put them up on the Patreon. And then for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you hear vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff and you can hear moments like that, as well as the Sandwich Shop, which is... Uh, what was it about the gay blade this week? The gay blade. Yeah, Zora the gay blade. And then uh, for ten, like it? I didn't hear the sandwich shop yet. I thought it was all right. It's fun. I've been, I've seen the Antonio Banderas one too much. Where this one was kind of like a, a bit of a deviation for me. So it's fine. I liked it. It just wasn't my favorite. Okay. Yeah, and then for ten dollars a month, you can watch us do all of this live on Instagram. Oh boy. Speaking of live and the opposite of that, oh, general transition. General that. Thunderbolt Ross is, is no longer with us. Is no longer live. <laughs> well, this this I feel like this screws up the Marvel universe in any number of different ways because it seems to me now there's an easy fix, but it still kind of screws them up a little bit. The easy fix. Uh, well, let's talk about. The, the 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 posturing at least at this point is that the Julia Louis Dreyfus character I think is working for Thunderbolt Ross and recruiting for what would become the Thunderbolts I imagine yes. and that is fake Captain America fake Black Widow so far just those two I think right that's what we've seen openly so far I think so yeah one would assume, but maybe not, maybe assuming is not a good idea, that Abomination, Tim Roth might be one of those. And we mm -hmm. would see something along those lines in She-Hulk mm -hmm. um, because he's going to be part of that. That's This is just a guess, is that they're leading towards this anti-Avengers, you know, dark Avengers, but not actually, um, Thunderbolts kind of storyline. And that... Uh, what I should have said was that where where Thunderbolt Ross himself would become the Red Hulk, well, maybe because of the sad passing of William Hurt, maybe now something different is going to have to happen, like Abomination be basically being their their muscle, their the Hulk version of their team. At least that's the way it seems to me. That's the direction they seem to be mm -hmm. going. But now, now the Red Hulk, who is Thunderbolt Ross in the comics, uh, he, he doesn't change back and forth, right? He's just always Red Hulk, right? Always Red Hulk. So I mean, there, there have been several different renditions of a Red Hulk, 
like in the comics now it's like joe fix it like somehow escaped and is now the red hulk if you go off of mortal hulk <laughs> and then there was one other general ish guy who i think was red hulk for a little while so i mean we could do a different version of it at this point we're not doing joe fix it i don't think they're going to ever explore that no i i don't think that's the thing that's ever gonna... and plus that the real heavy rumor at this point is that the She-Hulk TV show might be the end of Ruffalo. Like so he'll just do an appearance on that and be done. It, well, yeah. And, and the idea would be that whatever, I, I mean, depending on how they, you know, how they posture that storyline or position it rather, it, it could be that he, I mean, the rumor is that he's going to die. That's the rumor. But is the rumor that he dies saving Jennifer? Because that would be interesting. Um, is the rumor just going to be like that he no longer turns into the Hulk? Is Mark Ruffalo just going to go away? Like, I mean, those are the questions. And with Abomination clearly going to be a big, at least a part, if not a big part, I can't imagine Tim Roth is going to fly in for, you know, 10 minutes of filming. So... I imagine that there's got to be a little more to it than than a cameo. So let's say that's the case. Um, with the rumor being that Ruffalo is out, either She-Hulk is going to replace the Hulk or they're going to have to go in some other direction. Red Hulk could be that direction. But it could also be that without William Hurt, they have to go in and decidedly different direction that's what i brought up abomination for earlier yeah but if they're gonna go with red hulk though they could just have the transformation appear off screen and then then it's just a voice actor right once it's once it's i mean they could do that i mean that would be a ham-handed way to do it but they could do it yeah sure they could but if the idea is either thunderbolts movie or thunderbolts tv show that they're aiming towards here somehow then that's probably not going to work you know, if the idea is the character is going to be, you know, going on, moving on and so on and so forth, you know, you're just not going to. I mean, I guess you could leave him CGI the whole time. That's what Hulk was in in Endgame. So I guess you could go that direction. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. It's yeah. kind of sad. It's kind of sad because they never got to explore any of the, um, at least not with Mark Ruffalo, any of the you know, any sort of stuff between Betty Ross and Bruce and the general and Bruce and that kind of, they never really explored any of that stuff. Mm. The closest thing we have to it is whatever happened in the Ed Norton version, which really wasn't that much. I mean, there was some, but it wasn't that much. So I don't know, honestly, I, I really honestly don't know what they're going to do. And if this upsets their plans, I feel like it has to have upset their plans at least a little bit. So I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But I think they have to have contingencies for these things because, I mean, honestly, no one expected Chadwick Boseman to die. Exactly. And so they seem to be recovering from that. I mean, we won't really know until the, you know, until the film rolls, but you know, like it seems to me like they're doing okay. 
on that. So I can't, and that was the main character and not only the main character, but I mean, let's be honest, that film was all kinds of popular and everything else. I mean, William Hurt was a wonderful actor and I loved him in so many things, but his MCU character was, you know, easily replaceable with all due respect. So, mm-hmm. right. I don't know. That's I mean, my thought. And he, he did even appear in Black Widow, uh, but, you know, in the flashbacks there. So, I mean, his character had moved to, was he Secretary of State at this point? I don't remember. I, I think, like I think you know, and I mean, you know, he's involved with the Wachovia Accords and all that good stuff. So was, is it Wachovia? If they really want to do a Red Hulk, and they, I mean, I think at this point, you know, since William Hurt is no longer with us, I think the fans and everyone understand if it's like, okay, maybe we do the same thing. Maybe we just have some other general, you know, Lightning McGee. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember there being, and I don't know that, that, again, this is part of the exploration that did not happen. I don't recall this happening in the, uh, in the Ed Norton movie either. But there was another there was another military guy who was serving under Thunderbolt Roths who had a relationship with Betty Roth. I remember that from the cartoon and the comics. Mm. Um, but I cannot remember that character's name. But it could be another guy who really has got it out for Bruce and the Hulk and so yeah. on and so forth. So I don't know. I guess I think we're just gonna have to wait and see. Is that the sixties the cartoon? Doctor Banner. How does it go? Doc um Blasted with gamma rays? Dr. Banner. Belted. Belted by gamma rays. Turns into the Hulk. Ain't he unglamorous? Or something like that. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Let's do know. this. Find it. I'll find Play it. it at the end. I got it. All right. Let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? Any any interesting movies come out this, this week? <laughs> well, I did notice Dune is back on HBO Max. Oh, yeah? And I did watch uh, the Adam Project. Was it good? It looks cool. Was it good? I yeah, I liked it. I mean, time travel stories can be a bit wonky. This one was pretty good, pretty funny, good action, really, 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 really nice production design. I gotta say that the production design was really, really good because so much of it looks similar now, and this looked good. I liked it. I liked that aspect of it. I liked very much. I like Zoe Zaldana. I like uh, Ryan Reynolds. So, I mean, there's a lot to like in it. The one thing, of course, that I didn't like is Catherine Keener, who was the big bad guy, who I like in absolutely nothing. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I was like, God damn it, anyone but fucking Catherine Keener. She's the same fucking character in every movie. Every single movie, she's the same character. It's like like, forty year old virgin. Yeah, like I need a Catherine Keener type. So what does that mean? Like, you know, forty something now, fifty or sixty, probably sixty something. Uh, you know, gravelly throated biatch. You know, like is that what? Because I'll be honest with you, I would have been so happy. I, I I would have liked the movie more if it had been anybody other than Catherine Keener. And I can say the same thing about the 40 year old virgin and um, being John Malkovich and uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite underrated movies of all time, Death to Smoochie. (laughs) With the Hulk. 
Ed Norton, with, right? With one of the Hulks. Yeah. yeah. And the point is, is that I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of hers at all. And I just don't, it just takes things a full peg down when she's in them, in my opinion. Um, I've never seen her in anything where I was like, oh, that's, uh, that was really good because Catherine Keener was in it. It's usually the opposite. It's usually like, oh, man, this would have been so much better if fill in the blank was in that role. You know, anyone near enough. All right. Well, now I would imagine if there's a movie theater anywhere on the island, Kev, it's playing a different movie. What movie's playing in every movie theater on your island? There's only one movie theater on the island. It's the opposite side of the island that I'm on. And uh, Batman is playing. Did you get out to see it at that theater yet? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got not gotten to see it yet, so no spoilers. Oh, well. And, and well, it, we're not past the embargo yet because it's the first week, so I don't want to hear we're anything. We're not. We're not. I will say that I liked it, but it was not without its issues. And I hate to say I have some pretty, I have at least a couple of, fairly significant issues with it i would say i yeah. liked it don't get me wrong i'm looking forward to see what else they do with this iteration of the character this character but you know i'm 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 waiting to see i think we're gonna have a little bit of a wait now so we'll see how quickly they turn around the sequel sorry yeah. caught any on mr mr sandwich what were your thoughts no spoilers i i enjoyed the movie spoiler free Maybe a little more than Kev, but you know, my taste is probably a little more like uh, it's not as refined as Kev. Not not even trying to make a joke. Like Kev has seen a lot more movies than me, so he has a much more uh, critical, not in a bad way, view of movies than I do. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought they actually worked the three villains, the three villains like appropriately. Like I didn't feel like there was too much going on at once or something we were worrying about because you know you had Riddler and penguin and catwoman so how's that going to work and i felt they did it really well and i really actually enjoyed that part and i I, like i'm gonna actually pile on there what you're Mm -hmm. saying sandwich and i'm going to agree with you and say what a great point you just made which was you know the last time we had a movie that had this many villains in it it was batman and robin i think right well no i guess technically Two Face, Joker, and Bane. Wait, Scarecrow. no. Well, Scarecrow. Well, Scarecrow. Scarecrow was like a. a it minute. doesn't matter if he's in it. He's in it, right? Fair. So in the middle one, we had Scarecrow, Joker, Two Face. The last one was Bane, Two Face, and Talia. If you're counting her, Bane, Scarecrow, um, and Talia. That's what I meant. Scarecrow, Bane, and Talia. And the first one with him was just well, it was the mob guys. Yeah, that's really it, right? It's the mob Scarecrow? guys and and Scarecrow, yeah. And then you go back. Yeah, before that, I think the three sort of solid costumed villains, I think, was Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and Bane, even yeah. though Bane was just like a lap dog. Like a luchador with a... <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they handled it much better than I've seen multiple villains handled in the past. So good on them. They're learning. I mean, I have one more point I liked, which I I enjoyed. For me, I felt like this iteration of Batman felt like a new Batman. So I feel like in the Nolan trilogy, Dark Knight trilogy, I feel like he went from new Batman to he felt like he had been Batman for like thirty years fairly quickly. 
Like I felt like he already felt seasoned when he started being Batman. Whereas this one, I felt like he was still trying to figure out how to really be the bat and be Bruce, which is something I enjoyed. But I mean, plus your longstanding crush on Robert Pattinson just made it better, right? Oh, sure. Uh, So the movie pulled in uh, 66 million over the over the weekend so that's not bad it's not bad but it, it, yeah. i don't think it opened bigger than spider-man right i don't remember what spider-man no, numbers were no i don't think so i think spider-man had a much bigger poll i forget how much it was though i mean yeah that's just the, but i mean when you really think about it though right spider-man's pull is centered around like if, if you're thinking about gravity right you've got the weight of the entire marvel u- universe and all of those films for the last decade yeah. and because the dc universe is so hit and miss bat i mean because I, arguably i would say batman is a more popular character than spider-man yeah i mean spider-man's I, I up say, there I, but i don't know i don't know that that's the case but you only need to see one trailer or tv spot before you're questioning whether you should bring the kids. That's true. That is true. Batman probably that is not, I think is is not a kid. a much bigger deal than who's more popular, Batman or Spider-Man. You're right. Yeah, Batman's been around twice as long, you know, like near enough. So, you know, like, yeah, I get it. But I also think that I think that's way more to do with it. Because if you see one trailer for that, you know, when, when he's in the subway and he's just beating that guy to a pulp and goes on vengeance... I don't know. Am I taking my kid to that? Yeah, I, I, I know, forgot. I'd, I'd be worried about taking sandwich to it, that. It's it's a hard PG thirteen. Uh, is that right? What's that? It's, it's a, a hard PG thirteen. Hard PG thirteen. Yeah. Right. It's not an R, but it, it, the violence is strong. Yeah. It's funny. My uh my girlfriend, I brought her to see it, and she there were some scenes that she was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I like this," because it is kind of like aggressive and violent at times to a point where yeah, it is. Definitely, like you're saying, hard PG-13. Yeah, I don't think like, Britney's going to go see it because uh, it's going to be every, too violent. They used every ounce of PG-13 they could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not like an 80s PG-13 where you got a boob shot and blood and two F-bombs. It's not like that, but it's still pretty hard PG-13. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Warner Brothers, uh, they rearranged their lineup of release dates like pretty significantly. They, they bumped Shazam up. Right, Fury of the Gods. So the Shazam sequel is going to be December of this year. That's like it was like a six month jump, wasn't it? Because it was supposed to come out like June of next year. Well, I think. if they're ahead of schedule and it's done, maybe they feel like they don't need to do reshoots. Maybe you know, all of those things are kind of laid in there, kind of preemptively. But if they don't need it, they certainly could push it up. Yeah, and then Black Adam got pushed back from summer to fall it's not going to be till october october 21st that one i'm a little confused about because they need a big summer movie and and the only summer movie they they have now is going to be legion of super pets right the animated one. Oh, i mean that's going to bring in blockbuster numbers of course i mean legion of course of it's pets. going to be in the hundreds of people i mean it's the kids movie right you know you'll get the kids into it they pushed yeah. uh so so then aquaman is uh march 17th of 23 flash got pushed to june uh to June 23rd of 23. Uh, let's see, the Meg got pushed to August of 23, and Wonka got pushed to December 15th of 23. It's funny. Well, that's the Timothy Chalamet Wonka. I, I, I So I heard all these like superhero movies, Shazam, Black Adam, Wonka. I was <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know Willy Wonka was in the DCEU now. Well, it's Warner Brothers. But yeah, uh, yeah. 
And let's see. You guys see, uh, I shared an article on Facebook where people are fan casting Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's short enough. I mean, he's the right height compared to, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm not even, I'm not even saying he couldn't do it. You know, I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is there would be lynchings in the streets <laughs> if they cast Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. He could be Puck from Alpha Flight. I mean, easier than Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> he could bulk up though. We, you know, it's funny you mentioned, uh, Danny Radcliffe because uh, Weird Al is calling his biopic Oscar bait and they've now wrapped filming of that so I heard that too I heard he's pretty amazing in that as well so and uh, I saw I did not see supposedly there's a photo going around of him dressed as Al I don't think I've seen that photo but I have seen the photo of whoever it is that's playing Madonna yeah, I saw that too. Oh, oh, it was it's uh, what's her name, isn't it? Um, she's Marilyn Manson's ex. Yeah, the one that's on uh, Westworld, Westworld, right? Yeah. Oh, she's got three names. Yes. I always forget what it is, and I always say it wrong, and now I can't think of her name. Damn it! She was in that movie Thirteen. She's been in a lot of things. I'll look it up. Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Evanwood. See, I always it's Evan Rachel Wood, but I always say Rachel Evanwood. Yeah. Evan yeah. Rachel Wood as Madonna, which I think is funny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, I just can't I have not picture seen the picture. I can't picture. I, I couldn't find a picture. Didn't come up quickly. I cannot picture Danny Radcliffe as Weird Al. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I think the I want to see the Weird Al story. I think it's going to be good. Absolutely. Uh, let's see other other casting news. Um, Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth is going to be the villain in uh, the Furiosa movie, Mad Max Furiosa. So he's been... yeah that 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 tracks. He's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to play? And, what and is it? Humongous a bad guy for a change. I think would be good for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's what's the? It's Humongous. Is that the name of the guy from the original Mad Max? I'm sure that's not who he's playing, <laughs> but. Um. Let's see. There's going to be a Puss in Boots 2. So, so uh, you know, speaking, well, there, speaking of so Zorro. There were so many unanswered questions from Puss in Boots. <laughs> right. Exactly. There had uh, to be a sequel. I saw that movie in high school. In high school. So uh, Harvey, I think it's Guylin, who is on What We Do in the Shadows, is going to be a new character. I think it's called Pero. So he's their dog friend. Uh, and then Salma Hayek oh. and uh, Antonio Banderas are returning to reprise their roles. I didn't realize Antonio Banderas is like 60 plus years old now. Surprise. <laughs> like, I thought it was way younger. I don't know why. That Yeah, that does seem old. Have you ever seen... Uh, oh, what is it? What, uh, what's the what's his, the first movie? Desperado? Not Is it Desperado? Or Mariachi. El Mariachi? It was... Was it Mariachi? Uh, El Mariachi was the short film... That no, Rodriguez that was the right. full length. No, that was the full Mariachi length. Was the full length film. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez, and he made it using money that he got for doing like medical experiments. <laughs> and that was El Mariachi. They remade El Mariachi as Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Right. Okay. Right. Desperado the original was, was not Antonio Banderas. It was a different dude, who I think appears in. 
Desperado, if I remember correctly, as a different character. Yeah. That's a quality movie, though. Have you seen either of those, El Mariachi or Desperado yeah. Sandwich? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Just make like, sure. You know, I like those. Just that saying, trilogy yeah, so because you don't make them watch them. No, trust <laughs> me, I'd watch them again, even if you told. <laughs> trust me, uh, I like them because in every movie, Danny Trejo plays the silent badass who dies unceremoniously somewhere else in the film. Right. Yeah, I, I was watching one and then I saw another one. It's like, wait, didn't he die before? <laughs> Haven't we killed you already? It's his twin brother with exactly the same tattoos. It, it, El Mariachi is the first one. Yes. Uh, let's and see. Then it goes Desperado and then it goes Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Correct. Yes. Uh, let's see. Speaking of action movies, what about uh, John Woo is making an action movie with no dialogue that's going to be called Silent Night? So just all action. That sounds cool. That's a cool I'll concept. See it. I'll see it day one. I, I always like those like a uh, new co- like I was like concept films, but like a new twist on just films at this point because you know and they release a thousand films a year. So it's John Woo, so you can guarantee that at some point someone will be diving sideways, firing two handguns, uh, right in every John Woo picture, and then at some point there will be like a flock of crows flying. Right, yes. these are in slow mo. In slow mo, yeah. The coat will fly up. <laughs> yeah, we can watch Face Off again, and you just get all the yeah. John Woo, everything That's you need from John Woo. Uh, and then Todd McFarlane says that the Spawn movie is progressing along well. So Spawn, new Spawn movie coming out at some point. Exciting! I hope we get a. I hope Ooh. we get a whole Spawniverse. The Spawniverse. Uh, let's see. Over in the MCU, uh, you got Christopher Abbott is cast as the villain in Craven. Craven the Hunter is going to be the title. Why I guess. do we need a villain in Craven the Hunter? Shouldn't it just be Craven the Hunter? Craven the Hunter's the villain. The villain. Craven will be an anti-hero. See, like I don't like that every villain just gets his own movie as an anti-hero. If they That's, make me, f- it's a Sony. It's the only way Sony can capitalize on Spider-Man yeah. without having Spider-Man in it. I guess so. Is, is Craven is, is Morbius out? To be a hunter. Did Morbius get released? Is it out? No, not yet. When is Pretty it coming sure out? I don't know. I'm so sure it's not out yet. All right. Um, all right. Well, moving on to uh, the streaming services, uh, Turning Red, which was originally supposed to get a theatrical release, got moved to Disney Plus this week. And that came out. And uh, no spoilers, but. I thought it was good. My kids loved it. We probably watched it. It's been on like 10 times in my house already. Heard it was cute. Now, so here's the thing. There's some controversy about turning red in, I think it was Cinema Blend. Um, But some, you know, white movie reviewer complained that he could not see himself in the cast in any of the characters and therefore hated the movie. That's the whole point. He was was not represented in this movie about young girls. In the Asian didn't, community in Toronto. Didn't white people have the first 60 years of filmmaking to be represented? Yeah. Sorry, dude. You had every other movie ever made, but okay. So, and, but I would, I would also say this is a coming of age movie about four friends who have to, you know, overcome a, you know, semi-supernatural uh, obstacle in order to get to a concert that they want to go to. If you make that four little boys and a rock concert instead of a boy band, it, it's the same story. You know, you don't. It's um, called Detroit Rock City. There you go, and that's what I'm saying. Is is for somebody to say, "Oh, I can't see myself in these characters," doesn't make any sense at all. No. So it's it's really, and I can totally understand why 
it, that I would didn't be like Encanto because I can't speak enough Spanish, so right. I, I couldn't relate to anything they were saying. Yeah, well, I saw somebody. <laughs> I saw somebody that said, um, "Oh, what what movie?" They were talking about like I guess other other Pixar movies. Like, oh, so you can relate to a car, a talking car that gets lost in a small town, but you can't relate to a girl. You know, you can you know. So it's like all these. You can relate yeah. to a, an animated yeah. toy and not. So yeah, it, it's it was it was a problem. Um, let's see. Coming to Disney Plus is going to be the a Percy Jackson series. Yes, I'm so excited for this. Did oh you my read the? God, I'm so. You've read I've the books. I've read the books. I have been reading Rick Riordan books. That's the author of the original books. Um, like since they came out when I was in like middle school, I still, I've, I, I have to go to the children's section to go buy the books <laughs> because it's still in the children's. Young section. adult, young adult, dude. It's okay. No, trust me. No, it's in. I look in the young adult. It's always in the kids section. Oh, they're the children. Um, okay. <laughs> even though they're like thick sized books, you know. But uh, so I'm excited. The movies, they put out movies, I want to say, like, 2013, 2014, maybe. They weren't great. They weren't great representations. Were there two or three? Two. There were only two, and so they weren't, they weren't the that good. The first guess. two books, there's five books altogether, and the, there's, like, 14 different series within the greater Ryer Daniverse. So, I mean, this is the first one. There's, like, five books, so I'm guessing five seasons. Um... Yeah, so, so we're assuming that this is basically retelling what the movie did. It just in, I'm in a assuming, series. Assuming, yeah, but like, yeah, not First not like book, picking up season one. Not picking second. up with book three. No. Okay. I, I I hope not. I hope we're not doing that. Just <laughs> allowing those books to those movies to be canon in any sense because they sucked. Okay. But, I mean. <laughs> and then, uh, did you see the 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 updated uh, the Obi Wan trailers? And and did, have you read the new articles about it? No, what what updated it? That that part of the the delay was with Obi Wan was that it was too dark and they had to lighten it up, and that they were originally going to have Darth Maul make his return and they decided to swap it out for Vader, which well I feel is unfortunate. I, I mean, you know, yeah. we'll see how it turns out, but that doesn't seem like the greatest choice storytelling wise. I have I have two comments, but I'll let Kev go first. Oh, Kevin's mute. mute. Kev, you're mute. Sorry, I was chewing. I disagree because I think this was the right choice because we've already seen how Maul and Kenobi finish. Maul mm -hmm. is looking for Kenobi all through the Clone Wars and Rebels. He's looking for Kenobi and he finally finds him on Tatooine and we see how that ends. Putting him there beforehand kind of ruins the continuity of the story they've already told. So Vader makes more sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Because it still has continuity I, issues. I think so. And I also think that it doesn't make a lot of sense with Vader because, and only because of the ambiguity of the line in New Hope, where Vader says, I have, you know, I, I feel a presence, a presence I've not felt since, and he just trails off. Because since could be yesterday, you, you know, yeah. or it could be 10 years ago or whatever. The point is, is that there's a lot more ambiguity there. And there is no doubt or question, one, that Clone Wars and Rebels are canon. And two, we've already seen Maul's finding Obi-Wan and the, the end, sort of the end of their relationship. So we don't need to do that again. 
Okay. I mean, um, the I real big problem, though, the real big problem is the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> and they okay. are getting slaughtered over this. And rightly so. They are getting slaughtered over the fact that the Grand Inquisitor is not the same race as the Grand Inquisitor in the Rebels cartoon, where that character began. Now, don't get me wrong. Anybody that thinks that they should look exactly in, in live action the way they look in animated, that's, you're fooling yourself because that's never going to be the case. However, just just like completely ignoring the race factor, and we've already seen this race live in the movies. The, the this race was in the Grand Inquisitor's race appeared in Revenge of the Sith. So it isn't a question of you know while well, they couldn't do the race or whatever the issue is. It's none of that. It was it looks to me like they just simply dropped the ball. And everybody is flipping. And of course, you have these digital artist guys that have already gone in. And what? how long has that trailer been out? A week? Yeah. They've already gone in and replaced the Grand Inquisitor in the trailer with a proper, you know, they've, they've altered it so that it looks more like the character from Rebels. And kudos to them for doing that. You know, if Lucasfilm doesn't understand that they can do these things and fans have to do them, I mean, look, we, we got a better Luke as a result yeah. of that. Uh, you know, they still have time to fix this fuck up. But honestly, it's distracting as hell. If you know who the character is, it's distracting as hell. And I don't care that who is it? Rupert Friend is that who's playing it? I don't even know. Uh, why, why on earth didn't I get Jason Isaacs, who I'm pretty sure is the guy who voiced it in the cartoon? I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I'm pretty sure about that. Why didn't they get Jason Isaacs for the role? That's number one. Number two, why on earth would you make him a different? Right, you can computer generate literally dead people, but you can't change somebody's space race you know like it's ridiculous it's really a a ball drop on an otherwise really super exciting uh a, a trailer and time period and what the fuck is going to happen in this show so that's what i think yeah and sandwich what were you gonna say i was gonna say i i wouldn't mind a darker obi-wan show i think the point of this show, I mean, it's not like it's a cheery time period for anybody. You know what I mean? The Jedi are dead. The Empire is ruling everything. So I wouldn't have minded darker. I, I, I totally understand the Darth Maul thing. I, I just I just like Darth Maul. So I think even if continuity was a little messed up, I might have liked a little Darth Maul. But that's totally just like bias. It's over, Johnny. I know. But time frame no. wise, would he have had uh, little spider legs or would he have had like new legs? Like Lieutenant Dan's new legs. He never had spider legs. I thought he had spider legs on the cartoon. Uh-uh. When did he have spider legs in what cartoon? Like, I thought when he came, because he got cut in half. And so I thought that he had spider legs when, when you see him again in whatever cartoon he's Clone in. Clone Wars? No. He had, as far as I can remember, he just had regular legs. 
The only time you ever saw anything with him at that spider legs thing was like a statue or concept art. I don't think he had, did he have the spider legs and the Tartakovsky shorts? I think so. I don't even think he was in those. No, no, so, I, I could be wrong. As I just far thought as that I, I, know, that. I think that was a I think that was a sideshow statue or some shit, some other shit, concept art, some shit. But as far as I know, as far as I can remember, and I could be wrong. Hey, if I'm wrong, give me a call over at the GVN line. 201-730-2547. And let me know what episode and what season, and I'll check it out. But I'm pretty sure I only remember him seeing him with mechanical legs, yes, but not multiple. I mean, not spider multiple. All right. Just the two. Well, let's let's uh, move on to the Marvel stuff on Disney+. Plus. Um, the producer says that Moon Knight has no attachment to current MCU. I, well, that doesn't make sense to me because it's why would Moon Knight be the point where it's like, okay, now this is something completely different. Unless it's supposed to be because he's so messed up in the head, the MCU has no like correlation or anything. Then sure, whatever. Then put it anywhere. Put it, have him fight Superman for a second. I don't care. What? No, I, I think Sandwich is onto something here again. Bravo Sandwich. Hitting it, uh, hitting it hard today, the Sandwich is. Um, and I, I completely agree. I think this could be absolutely a case of we go through six episodes to find out that he's locked up in a mental asylum and this is all going on in his head. That's how it would have no current connection to the MCU. And, and I don't believe, I don't believe that that's true anyway. I, there's no way I don't see any way that they are doing anything that isn't connected to the broader MCU. So maybe perhaps there are no direct connections at this time, but I would find it hard to believe they would go through all of that to make a character that they could not connect even at the street level, because they're clearly going to build the street level again. Um, with the, the rumor going around that, uh, daredevil season four is coming. Yeah. And, uh, the, that Kristen Ritter's got her hair style looks like uh, she's playing Jessica Jones again. So yeah, that, that's strengthening that, that rumor there. Um, we did mention that, uh, that, the, that the violence in those shows really is pushing Disney Plus, and the Parents Television Council is upset with Disney Plus for putting them on their platform. It's a, it's a pay-for platform. Yeah, it's not like it's I mean, on cable. They can be upset all they want. You know, there's, there's other stuff on that platform that maybe shouldn't be there. <laughs> Did, did you guys see the uh, Ms. Marvel trailer yet? I did. I did watch that trailer. Um, so my whole thing is, as someone who spent a large amount of time in Jersey City, a lot of my formative years were spent there, I hope this feels like Jersey City. Or else for me, and this is just me as Sandwich, it'll take me out of it. If it doesn't feel and look like Jersey City to me, I, I will not enjoy it as much. Well, well, Jersey City, Canada. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like everywhere else, uh, w- will we be able to see uh, the archive in the background of Jersey City? Is where where's the archive? I know it's, it's, it's that, an undisclosed yeah, location. Archive. Maybe we shouldn't let it out there. So here's what we do: I'll say the archive name. They just do, <laughs> and that's where the archive is. <laughs> you know, how the archive it the archive is so big, we had to move it into the mountains. <laughs> 
It's like Norad. Like Norad? Friends we made along the way. It is. You know what? You know what's hysterical, Scott? We're laughing about this now, but if you ever see pictures of the front of Norad, it does look a bit like... It does look a bit like where the where the archive is. Just saying. Uh, episode six seventy four. Norad. Indiana Jones. Uh, we might have to change up the archive opener to uh, reflect Norad instead. Actually, Miss Marvel inspired me to. I wanted to bring something up real quick that I thought was interesting. So I was I, looking. I'm sorry. Did that trailer drop? Did I hear you say yes. that? I didn't yeah. see it. Yet. Yeah, there's it a drop. This, it dropped today. I think like noon time. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to check that out. Noon my time. Um, so what else about so it? What's funny is Moon Knight is six episodes. Miss Marvel is six episodes, but She-Hulk is gonna be ten episodes, which I thought was interesting. That somehow for some reason that got four more episodes than everyone else. Similar to WandaVision. WandaVision had that many episodes. But I feel like WandaVision had a much bigger impact than the other shows. She-Hulk has legs. That's why. She-Hulk is a long-term character in the MCU. I think at best, Ms. Marvel is going to be like a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Moon Knight. But if it's street level, it's probably not going to get more than six anyway. Yeah. Also, they changed her powers, which I appreciate. Because it would have been really weird to have her and eventually Miss Fantastic on the same screen ever because they basically have the same powers. She has embiggening, which is a stupid way of saying she stretches. Yeah, so it's like it's there was we talked about this when it when it first came out. It's kind of like the cosmic power that she has instead of her actually stretching, it just kind of forms like a field that would be the shape of whatever she would be stretching yeah. into. That's yeah, kind of what like it, a knockoff Green Lantern now. Yeah, but I mean... But Actually, doesn't, doesn't it sounds she... more like a combination between Reed and Sue Richards. There you go. Well, now. <laughs> but... How... Well, I don't know. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Will's yeah. Trash, following along on the Patreon, says that he hates that they've changed her powers. Well, Will, I think the sandwich has given you perfectly good reason why they needed to do that. Because clearly Reed Richards is going to be a much more important character than Ms. Marvel. So I I think it's right. If they're going to change her powers, they, they can't, they have, they have to have them not reflect Reed Richards. Also, I want to, I want to get Kev a little bit here. I heard rumors. I heard rumors that the actor from Inhumans who played Black Bolt might make an appearance or two in the Miss Marvel show. As Black Bolt? As Black Bolt. The Illuminati. Part of the Illuminati, right? Well, I don't I still Now I this maintain, is only purely rumors, so we can't we can't base anything on it too much, but from we got this covered.com. I maintain that that I don't I'm not going that Illuminati route yet. I don't know what that is that we're looking at in that trailer. Maybe it is the Illuminati. It's weird though, but maybe it is. Maybe it is the Illuminati. I don't know. I think we're just going to have to wait and see. So, so yeah. one more question on Ms. Marble before we we move on. Isn't Definitely. another part of her embiggening powers that she can kind of look like other people like camouflage? How would they do that with the way that they're showing her powers that uh, that's my question they'll probably Scrolls. do it where it's like she she like covers herself in the aura and then she looks like someone yeah because she's not a scroll that that much 
they're not they're, they're keeping it very much under wraps how she gets her powers it doesn't feel scroll like yet though how does she I get mean, her powers in the comics is she is she an inhuman, inhuman? she is an inhuman yeah. okay so i i mean i i feel like terrigen i feel like terrigenesis i think she's going to be an inhuman and, and which will tie it right well, back to uh, Agents listen, of Shield too. Exactly. I'm going to go a completely different direction with you here. I'm going to go a completely different direction with you here, and that is Super Scroll. You think she's Super Scroll? I mean, it. Uh, she certainly could be. I mean, just based on what you're saying, she. Did I hear you correct in saying that she projects some sort of force field? Yes. Around herself that, you know, and she also stretches. Did they do the stretching or embiggening or no, whatever? No, the force field, is instead of her arm actually stretching, it's the force field stretching out as if it was her arm. Okay, so it's kind of like a combination It's of, like a knockoff Green Lantern. It made it look like, uh, it made it seem like a combination. To me, it sounds like a com- I haven't seen it. It seems like a combination of Reed and Sue. Now you have the fact that she can change her appearance also. Well, no, isn't that one of Ms. Marvel's powers? I don't. They didn't show that in the, I don't, in the trailer. Not, I, I have to be honest with you, 100% uh, clarity. I'm not that is. familiar with the character because I just, I'm just not. You know, Marvel comics are unreadable, so I certainly am not going to get drawn into that many new characters. So I, I'm really not familiar. And from what I understand, based on what you guys are telling me, she's exhibiting at least one and a half two and a half powers that the super scroll has. I'm not suggesting that she is a super scroll. I'm suggesting that there's some correlation here. That's all. Not that she's a scroll or a super scroll or she doesn't know she's a scroll. That could certainly be a, t- a that could certainly be an angle that she has no idea she's a scroll. Her original powers, she could look like others according to Will. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. what Okay. Like so... every scroll. So again, you know, it's not dismissing the argument that there could they could tie her in some way. You know what? And she's tied in with, isn't she tied in with, with uh, Captain Marvel? As a big a Captain Marvel fan. Yeah, so she's a Captain Marvel fan. Captain Marvel's, you know, her movie and her involvement has to do with the scrolls. Scrolls. Is there some possible scroll? ish origin to this character and Maybe certainly le- leading into uh, leading into secret invasion right isn't mm-hmm. that one that's coming yeah. up so that makes sense mm-hmm. i mean it's certainly possible they don't have to do it that way but it's certainly a possibility yeah well, you make sure you write down the uh what happened in this show scott kev because called if it she turns out to be any part scroll i want it noted that i said this shit months and months and months beforehand all right i'll make a note of it why are you so adamant about that? Because when when we call something right on this program, I want to make sure that people know we done called it right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll run Netflix, Umbrella Academy, season three. What's the release date? They had a little teaser. Did they, do, did they drop a teaser for that? They yeah, did drop a yeah, teaser. Teaser and a release was date. It, was it footage or was it just like... Like 10 through? seconds of footage. Nah, I didn't see it. I should though. June I mean, 22nd. I, it, it was... It was the Umbrella Academy standing in the room, and then the Sparrow Academy standing in the room. The Sparrow guys do like the like, Ugh, like get my jacket on me a little bit, and then Umbrella Academy season three. So it was basically the end of season two. Yeah, yeah, it was a standoff little clip, oh, but you well, got to see you got to saw. see the Sparrow Academy like 
very clearly. I can wait. Yeah. It's nothing you'll miss. Not that bullshit. Please tell me one of you saw the movie, the trailer for the movie, where Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I told you about it like a month ago, and I'm excited. I'm I'm super excited about it. Yes. I'm so, I saw it. And Pedro Pascal is is the other guy in it. Yes. Holy shit, was that trailer funny? <laughs> and good for Nicolas Cage because at least that's 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 a John Malkovich level move, where you're playing in a movie that is about you, and it is completely fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. That is a great. That's again, you know who else did that? Fucking uh, what's it? Bruce Campbell. Remember the movie he did? I can't remember the name of the movie that he did where he played himself, but zombies were attacking. I can't <laughs> remember the name of that fucking movie. But that is a, I, I think that is a really great, I think that's a really awesome, uh, if you're able to laugh at yourself and the way you're perceived, the way that these guys are doing, have done. Um, uh, good for Nicolas Cage. I actually got an ounce more respect for Nicolas Cage which I think gives me now two ounces. Oh, wow, double. That's good. That's a lot. I know. I'm impressed. Two yeah, I, I think that looks very funny, and I'm excited about it because I do like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Moving on to Prime, or off of uh, Umbrella Academy and over to The Boys. Uh, apparently, the uh, the cartoon, right, That which is called uh, The Boys Diabolical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's canon, and it connects to season three. So have to make sure that you watch all of. Have you guys watched the cartoon yet? No, none of it. Is it out? Yeah, it says oh. the it says the finale connects to season three, so it must already be out. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Season three hasn't started yet, so right. it doesn't have to be out. Yeah, but the finale of of the yeah, diabolical. I, I believe we could it say is. the finale of season three leads into season four, but season three isn't out yet. I don't I don't know that that's dropped. I will tell you this while you're looking that up though. There is a there's a spin-off show about basically soup teens in college trying to learn, you know, how to use their powers and stuff so they can join the seven. And the two that they replaced the showrunner and the two lead actors quit. Wow. That was news. So that's uh that's struggling. Creative differences is what I heard. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I'm sure we'll find out eventually. So the boys diabolical dropped all of its episodes on March 4th on prob on Amazon prime on prime video. Yeah, so that was 10 days ago. Yeah. 11 so, days ago. So they are all out there and uh, let's see. And in, in, in other, uh, did you see the teaser trailer for season three? Not lots of, lots of blood and gore and fighting and uh, what looked like a soup boy band. So that seems to go along with it. Oh, and it it definitely seems like the the boys are uh, using some uh, compound V in season three. Well, they are they are definitely getting into the the definite deep end with season three as far as the content goes. Yeah, because they have a lot of really. It's, it's all the horrific stuff that they said they were going to do and not hold back on. That's all ha- that's all going to happen this season. Because that's Soldier Boy? Yeah. All right. 
And then, uh, but and then, life imitating art. I guess uh, the actor that plays Homelander got arrested in Spain for getting drunk and like attacking someone. Yeah, yeah. I met he's, him at he's the, just character at Comic Con, and I can't say that I'm surprised. <laughs> he so, just seemed a bit super kinda... deep in character. He's like, but he's British, I think, isn't he? Or, uh, it's, or it says Kiwi. It says Kiwi actor. So New Zealand. Oh, okay. Well, he's New Zealand. Yeah. Same thing. Gives a shit. They're all fucking murderers and thieves. <laughs> all descended from, uh, from all criminals. descended from murderers and thieves. All right, let's uh, let's get through up to the reputation of his ancestors. Let's get through a little bit more before we have to go to break because we're running long here. Um, Picard has wrapped season three. Season two hasn't debuted yet, but they've already wrapped filming season three. So uh, it of, seems of like they show? of Picard. Seems like they oh. did Picard kind of back to back season They're two and three. Trying to get it done before Patrick Stewart dies. I mean, he's getting up there. That's messed up. But what, you're not wrong. You know what's funny is he looks better today than the image of him on Star Trek, where he was supposed to be like seventy when they do the flash forward and they show old Captain Picard. I, I, I don't. I can't say as I agree to that either. Because honestly, I mean, every time I see him now on something, he looks older than the last time I saw him. And what I mean by that is, if I saw him on something yesterday, if I saw him today, he would look older to me. He just looked like he's aging every day. He's aging. So I can understand. And they've also announced that season three is the last season. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm saying is, is that, I think either there's something we don't know, but they do. And they're trying to get this done. Oh, uh, Will tells us two episodes of season two are out. Okay, so fine. Not the point, Will. God. God, <laughs> Will. Um, so um, I think they're trying to get it done because if, if they know something about Patrick, maybe Patrick Stewart's going to retire. Either, you know, the living kind or the not living kind. Um, and, you know, like, I, I think maybe they want to finish telling, maybe he wants to finish telling this story. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of. Which also means that, again, I question, I question whether that's Patrick Stewart in that trailer for Strange. I heard it again when we did the Batman movie in one of the trailers before it. I'm telling you, it sounded like him. It may well be him. Until I see his face. Oh, yeah. It could be a red fucking herring. Oh, and Will uh, wanted to let me know that I'm number one. And he used an emoji to let oh, me God. know that I'm number one. Thank you, Will. So, uh, You're number one. You're number that's, one. That's two, Sandwich. So, uh, he, so yeah. So, I, until I see his face um i'm not i'm not i'm not buying it i mean when i see his face fine and 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 i know why they're doing it they clearly have laid out what's going on here no one's surprised here by any of this at this point but the point is i just feel like it could also be a giant red herring so i'm gonna i'm gonna wait because that also leads into about a bazillion other questions because, you know, again, the rumor is that somehow the we're gaining, the MCU is gaining the X-Men from events in this movie. And they've showed Patrick Stewart and so on and so on. Okay, but what, so what does all that mean? You know, like I'm tempering my expectations. 
you know, uh, because when Daniel Radcliffe makes his debut as Wolverine, <laughs> I don't want that shit spoiled for me. Yeah. Because I want to see that right. Now. No fucking way. And the other one they're talking about now, too, did you hear this? Is is uh, t- tar- Tarjan, tar- Eddington, tar- the guy that played uh, Elton, Elton John. John. As yeah. Wolverine? As Wolverine. Mm. I don't know about that. The I don't know about that either. Eddie the Eagle? Think, what's that? Eddie the Eagle? He was also in a movie called Eddie the Eagle about the I, I, uh, I British no ski jumper. I have no idea. Um, Taron Eddington, is that his name? Yeah, Taron that sounds right. Edgerton. 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 And is his brother Uncle Owen? Are they related, those two? Aren't they both Edgertons? They sounds right. Uncle Owen... Young Uncle Owen, I mean, not the old one, because that guy's dead. <laughs> Taron Edgerton says Will. Well, says Will. I don't think it's spelled that way. Will the the first name. I think it's like O N T A R. It's Joel Edgerton. I wonder if he is related. Let's look him up. Um, while I'm looking that up, let's let's move over to CW and the Arrowverse. Uh, Ooh, Donald- Tom Welling. Donald Faison as Superman for the Arrowverse. Really? I had not heard that. Huh? I just saw something about that. Why? What was your news? Uh, that it's ending? Please no, God let it end. Well, if it comes back for season eight in the season seven finale, they're introducing uh, Booster Gold played by Donald Faison from Scrubs. Which one's he? He's the black, the black guy. I didn't know. <laughs> There's only two. I never watched Scrubs. Nobody watched Scrubs. Everybody watched Scrubs. It's a great show. Hey, it's a show. I like medicine shows that are about the medicine. Like ER. Like House. I don't not like, like Scrubs. Not like Grey's Anatomy. My problem with Scrubs is that main character guy who I just don't like his face is dating Florence Pugh, I think. In who- real life? In real life, and she's Get out of here. way too hot for him. Wow, I mean, good, good on him. Uh, it's more jealousy than anything, but uh, that that doesn't work for me. Just like I did, I, I liked his movie Garden State. Well, there's where I'm going to disagree with you. I hated Garden State. Okay, did not like it at all. Um, I it looks like he's got a brother named Nash Edgerton, but does not look like he's related to the other guy. But I'm oh okay, weird. It. But okay, well, in any event, and that's what I heard. I heard that. I heard that his name. I heard, uh, goddamn Daniel Radcliffe. Are they just ignoring the fact that uh, that Charlie Hunnam is out there? Like, why would they do that? Well, because they want a younger actor. Charlie Hunnam is young. He's not younger than them. Dude, Wolverine is not young. I know, but they want to use Wolverine for enough years to make 30 movies they did with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, they did. And how many years was that? The first one came out in like 1999 or some shit like that. Okay. And And Logan came out in 2016. Look it up. Find out how many years Hugh Jackman played Wolverine. Then, oh. then give me Charlie Hunnam's age and give me Hugh Jackman. He's 41. Started. He's 41. He's 41. Well, how old was yes. Hugh Jackman when he started playing Wolverine? It wasn't 41. 
You sure? I'm very sure. Okay. You know, if you type into a Google search Charlie Hunnam and Wolverine, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of images. There's a lot of a lot of stuff. Marvel fans want Charlie Hunnam to be was the new Wolverine. He was Not 32. 41. Yeah. Okay, so he was 32. And guess who's 32? Taron Egerton. <laughs> Point, you know set, sure. match. Yes, I checked. Charlie Hunnam. He's too old. It, he, he's going to no age way. quicker. How long did How long did Hugh Jackman play Wolverine? From two thousand, from two thousand to like 2016, 2017. So he played so, it for seventeen years, starting yes. at thirty two. Yes. So he was fifty nine when he stopped. Yeah. Cool. So if if Charlie Hunnam is forty one now. Right. Add 17, 58. Okay, no, so 32 plus 17. Let's do some math here. 49. 49, right? So then add another nine years. So then he's 60-something. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, the movie Eddie the Eagle, where Taron Egerton played a uh, British ski jumper, uh, Hugh Jackman was in that movie with him playing his coach, so... He's already been in a movie with Wolverine. Exactly. So it'll be great. All right. I think we should go Fun to break. Fact, he's a piss poor choice. He does not look. The Charlie part. Hunnam is 41 already. He turns. He turns 42 this year. Wolverine is not young. Yeah. But Charlie Hunnam won't be able to do the action needed for Wolverine effectively when he's 60 years old. I give you Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford wasn't doing all the action Wolverine would do. Harrison Ford also got injured and delayed the last two major blockbusters he was in significantly. Oh, you muted again. You muted muted yourself on accident. Kevin, you muted yourself on accident. I want to hear your argument. Kevin, you muted yourself on accident. You can't argue with me when you're muted. Listen to me. Listen to <laughs> now me. I'll listen to you because I can hear you talk. Harrison Ford was how old? Now we can't we we can't speak of Indiana Jones and and the trip to the home or whatever the new movie is called. <laughs> how old was Harrison Ford when he made Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Go. Answers. Probably more than forty. I want answers. More than forty. I say he was more than seventy. I will look. Okay. Okay. Because this is our this is our beef. It's our internal beef. So that came out in two thousand and eight. Uh huh. So he was sixty six. What? Where are you even getting that from? He was born in forty two. He came uh-huh. out in two thousand eight. So it's sixty six. Fifty two, sixty two, seventy two, eighty two. I mean, he did kill a lot of Nazis in that. You know, two thousand two, two thousand twelve. Yeah. 2022. So how old was he when he did Crystal Skull? If it came in 2008 and he was born in 1942, unless I'm bad at math, he should be like 60. He should have been like 66. 66. Yes. But Charlie he Hunnam. He wasn't jumping around, but slicing Char- people what? with knives on his hands. He wasn't? No, he wasn't. He fucking got in a fridge and got nuked and lived somehow because that movie was stupid. Charlie Hunnam can't pull off 
the kind of stunts that Wolverine needs to do. He but could do it now, but for the point of the MCU, Ford, did not pull off of the same level of stunts. If you even attempt to make that argument, you're just arguing with me because you know it's fun. Because you know fun. I'll carry it on with you. Can, can we it's take a break? Fun. Can we go take to break? break? Take us a break. This is going to take an hour if you don't. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam, and we'll be right back. Aaron Egerton. <laughs> We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line 201-730-2547 Hmm, maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. 
And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Frank Miller from some very dark place, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kev Luna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right, as we uh, jump back in here, I think we should uh, get to something exciting like... Geek Stuff. Comic news. Smell that? That's the smell of new comic books. So, friend of the show, Kevin Smith, going over to Dark Horse with the Viewers Universe? Could you give, yeah. him, a, could you give him a call and find out about that, uh, Kev? Uh, No. <laughs> The View Us Universe. View Us Universe. That's like Jay and, all the Jay and Silent Bob movies and stuff. Maybe they're going to do comics now. Right. About those characters, which I think would be interesting, certainly. Must be a really big check. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you know, and it keeps those characters alive while the actors get older. Well, the characters I mean, stay the same, Dark right? Dark doesn't have a lot going on, do they? So. Yeah, they've lost a lot of their n- names, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, and not only have they lost the name, but I mean, I think the biggest thing they have now is still probably Hellboy. Who who does Hellboy? The Muppet. 
Oh, I just wanted to hear your Mike Magnola impression. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm busy trying to set up this stupid Instagram. Oh, all right. Fog here. I appreciate my Hellboy comic a lot. Hellboy comics, thank you. Um, so over <laughs> my in in Marvel comics, uh, speaking of Wolverine, who should be played by oh. Charlie Hunnam. Uh, Apparently, there's some futuristic version of Wolverine where he like can slice through reality with his claws, and it looks very strange. It's some That's cool. distant future where like there's only, I don't know, I, I didn't quite get it. It just seems like, I feel like they just want to put Wolverine in every possible situation. It's like, oh, we, I don't know what to do. Let's just put Wolverine in this universe. Wait till we get cosmic Wolverine. I mean, yeah, it's like they, they just got to... I mean, he's popular, but is he that popular? Do we need this much Wolverine? Um, I mean, it it depends. At some point, I mean, <laughs> silly argument aside, at some point he'll come back, played by someone, and they're going to use that to drum up, like, Wolverine this, Wolverine that. He's getting a video game soon at some point because we saw, a, like, a c- uh, cinematic trailer for that. Yeah. Of all 10 seconds, but it looked cool. So, I mean... He he is the best part of the. I feel like there's more Wolverine fans than X Men fans. That might be a hot take, but I feel like people care about him more than the best of the X Men. Well, I mean, again, he's the he's a breakout character, but that's what I'm saying is is he really? He's he's a cool character. He's a good character, but I feel like he's overhyped. Like you can get too much of Wolverine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because he definitely is. They want him to do everything, but he is. A street, like we've been talking about for Marvel, he's a street level superhero for sure. Like he is meant to be dealing with more normal things. What the hell is that? I what? hear children. Not at my place. I know it's got to be one of you because you two have kids. My, my kids are all at Knott's Berry Farm right now. Oh, why? Why do you Di- hate them, Scott? You can't That's go to Disneyland every day. Why have the kids if you're just going to torture them? <laughs> the food's good at Knott's Berry Farm. They like it. Oh, it's got Charlie Brown land. The, what the jelly? Ugh. It's almost the Boysenberry Festival. Um, but again, let's talk Marvel Comics. Uh, Iron Man, Tony. I guess Tony and uh, Patsy. Hellcat. Hellcat is Patsy Walker, right? Yeah, I think so. So that's, I mean, the character that was on the Jessica Jones Netflix show. But her that character in the comics is getting married to Tony Stark, apparently. That'll sell a comic. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. just it's just interesting. I I mean I guess these characters have you know all interacted with each other I over guess the we years. Have different different definitions of interesting. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's funny to see just like because this is a general comic thing. They've been doing comics for so long. That's like, okay, the point of marrying Hellcat. And Iron Man does what? It, it, it's a it's a, a it's natural. A the night, we turn on oh, the I'm sorry. Light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. <laughs> it's D and D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D and D. I'm sorry, sandwich. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, you know what happens when that sound plays. It's time to talk That's about right. Dungeons it's time and Dragons. For our D and D update for the week. Yes, 
In front of me, I have my only copy. I only bought one copy. I I did not do this to you. I he left me out of it. I had no idea that this was happening. The newest D and D book uh, hitting shelves around the world. That's some bullshit. I'm getting punished for shit. I even Call do. of the Nether Deep, the Critical Role D and D campaign book. Well, if that's all. It is. Bullshit, I say. Only one cover. So no one has to fight about what cover they get. Everyone gets one cover, and you're and you're happy about it. This is the second uh, critical, critical role, role book, book, right? Yes. The, the last other one, one was, was a, a am I wrong? The other one was a source book, right? The other one was a source book. So this is a module. This is this a campaign, is a and the other one was a source book. Designed for players levels three to twelve, which I I both appreciate and don't like starting at three because at level three you're very well into your character. So I appreciate that because the low levels can be kind of like boring at times for people. But I also enjoy the low levels because you go into your character, so you have a, a higher attachment to them. So, you know, that's my little two cents on that. I want to throw out uh, a, an apology to our Patreons. We're having trouble with uh, stupid Instagram as usual. I can't <laughs> believe this crap. Uh so uh, anyway, uh, what, how many pages we look in? What do we you got have there? including the the mat. There's a there's a, a tear out thing. We'll talk about that later. Two hundred twenty three pages of content here. It's a uh, like I said, the campaign takes you from level three to twelve. Twelve. Well, that's um, a big campaign. Yeah. Uh, you, that's a long campaign. That is a long campaign. I think that there have been some that go longer. But starting at three definitely like mitigates that length. Um, it's interesting. Something cool that they had in this campaign that I, I, I don't know if I would run, but it's an interesting idea, is a rival party. Now, you can make them friends. You can make them rivals. You can make them antagonistic. It's kind of based how the players interact. A rival party kind of follows the players throughout the campaign. So that, that's interesting. You know, they all have stats for those for that rival party. So, so it's just a group of NPCs that the DM has to then play an entire. Yeah. But again, I mean, coming from Critical Role, where you've got a bunch of voice actors and the and the DM there, like he probably likes to play all those. I mean, I guess yeah. that makes the the DM skill set a little higher, right? You got to. So, I mean, yeah. The problem with this, it's a cool concept, but the only problem with with this for me is they all get introduced in theory in the first session. So you have to, and the first session, spoiler, is a carnival. So like you have to prepare all the mini games and you have to be ready to role play the, the separate NPCs. And then you have to be ready to do the story. So like it's a lot for a session one. So if you're going to run this campaign, really get uh, chapter one down and then worry about the rest of the campaign because it's a very involved chapter one so so what you're saying is it would have been better if they could have introduced the, the that that rival party maybe a little bit even a little bit later or more slowly so that you don't have to do it all at once for yeah the DM. Uh, yeah it's not a bad thing a cool concept i heard actually speaking of this which i enjoyed i would never do it because I, I i just couldn't is you would essentially run two D D campaigns congruently you would have someone play the main party and then have someone be the secondary party because the secondary party does do things and interact in the world as you're doing things. 
you have to find people who are willing to literally be secondary characters, but they can run the campaign congruently with the main party. And, you know, while the main party does this, you're doing this and you're both working towards the same end in theory. So that's something you could do. I would never do that because I would not want to DM two separate campaigns, even though it's the same book at once, because that's too much for my sandwich brain to handle. But interesting concept. I enjoyed that. Um, I think it would get... be interesting to actually do that, to run two separate campaigns in the same uh, in the same universe that are happening at the same time and then at some point bring them together like a crossover event yeah because that's the thing though that would happen though because there are points where they meet up again so there would have to be points where if you have a four-man party and a a four-man party you have to get the eight people to agree on a day to play D&D together i mean while that may be difficult to do it's something you certainly could do before you know set up oh yeah Oh, no, no, no. Hey, it's going to lead to this. Yeah. I want everybody to start thinking about, you know, two months from now, three months from now, we're going to want to get everybody together. That would be really interesting. It could be also chaotic as hell, yes. but you never know. Um, What else? Not much in the way of like new character races or new like classes or subclass. No, none of that real stuff. There is a lot of interesting stuff, honestly, in it's more of like a, how do I say it? Like, there's nothing new about your character, but there's new things your character can interact with, which I enjoy. Um, and it's just, it's a campaign book, you know? So you, you understand there's a story you're going to tell. You're going to go through it. Um, I don't know. It's a... Uh, Campaign books have always recently have become like sort of not my big jam because I was gonna say you're you're a homebrew guy, right? You don't really use them. Yeah, I I take them apart for bits, but my I like to just get a source book and then make my own stuff up. Campaign books are important though; they're they're great tools for new DM experienced DMs. Where if you don't want to, and that's fine, spend the time to make up your own world. Then don't. It's totally okay if you want to run Call of the Nether Deep. Sure, you don't even have to attach it to Critical Role. There's not much in here, from what I could tell. That's like, yeah, if you know Critical Role, it might be like, oh, look, it's Critical Role. But this isn't just enough of a D and D book where it doesn't feel so much like Critical Role fan service, which I'm not saying the first one, the first book was either, but. It felt like a D&D story. Yeah, they're gonna they're using the words and the things from Critical Role, but it still feels like good old-fashioned D&D, which I enjoy. Uh, what else we got in here? We have, like every D&D book, though, we got some new weapons, some creature stat blocks. Those were I like to live because stat blocks and items are, in my mind, universal. Uh, you know, certain things in theory won't be, but I will try to make them universal. Um what else? Bunch of magic items. A tear out, as we have talked about on the show, there are tear outs in the backs of D&D books. If you're a brave soul, you can tear out your pullout in your D&D book. I will never do that. I will never tear out anything in my D&D book because that will ruin the sanctity of it. But what I do like is they have a picture in the book of the map you pull out. So if you don't want to pull it out, uh, you don't have to. Or if you do pull it out, you have a reference to it. In the book already, which I appreciate. 
Also, something I just noticed now looking at the book, um, there's this cool like red effect on like all the pages that just looks cool to look at. Just like, I don't know if you can really see it very well here. Trying to, I think there are people who are maybe on Etsy or other places that are reproducing those maps mm-hmm. so that you don't have to tear them out. I mean, and yeah, I think they're reproducing them in the same size. And I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't too expensive and the paper was decent, I would buy all of those maps loose rather than tear them out of the book. Yes. Yeah. And you can also, if you like, look on the D&D Reddit post, you can typically find all the adventures and then uh, you can you can find the, the stuff that you can download into your, um, what's the what's the virtual thing that you use? Roll twenty, you know, like you can you can download the maps into Roll twenty and stuff too. Like you can find somebody's already done the work to recreate those, so you can kind of get your hands on them for free if you look. So, so I, that's kind of interesting. Um, so I, let me remind me though, uh, how did you feel about the source book for for uh, Critical Role? I wasn't a huge fan of it when it first came out. Of the source books that have come out since I've really gotten into D anD felt like that one was. The one I, I really enjoyed the least and took the least out. That's not to say it's bad. I will never say any D&D book is bad because I haven't seen a bad D&D book personally in my lifetime. I haven't seen one where I thought, wow, why do we need this? I think the Critical Role books served a purpose. And that purpose is now you, you know, you know, listen, if you, how do I say this? If you can figure out a way to make your story worth it people will be interested in it you know critical role i might not enjoy it but so many D uh personalities on like the internet and stuff they have their own source books now it's like a thing people do or their own campaign books now a bunch of dudes i follow on youtube have their own you know kickstarted D books and they sell and it's interesting because it's like you know D has exploded and critical role is a part of that you can't talk about Dungeons and Dragons without mentioning at some point in the conversation, critical role. You just can't anymore. They're so synonymous with one another for better or worse. So I appreciate what this book stands for. And this will be a bridge for people who like that show to come into D and D and keep them here. Do do you think that are are there people that watch critical role that don't play D and D or that didn't like D and D first? And then yes, found critical I guarantee role. there are. That, that just seems, it seems too niche, but I guess maybe not. You know what? It's because it's popular. It's so popular. And it's more popular than just for the generic Joe Schmo guy. Not someone who listens to the show per se, but if you just pick some guy off the street, like, especially in my generation, they might have heard of Critical Role. And the, oh, that's that D&D game. You know what I mean? But they don't think of it as a, at least they're calling it a D&D game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it leads them to D&D. I know a lot of people, even when I at my local game store, who definitely know about Critical Role and got into D&D because of Critical Role. Well, you know? so so what, before we wrap up the, the D&D segment, uh, Gary Khan is coming up March 24th to 27th in Geneva, Wisconsin. Is that Gygax? Yeah. Oh, is his son going to be there? Because I know people don't like him. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of controversy sure around the Gygax family lately. Yeah. But uh, Gary Khan is happening. If you uh, if you are interested and you're going to be in the Wisconsin area, 
Um, you can you can go to Gary Kind. What is that? <laughs> Wisconsin. No, when? Uh, March twenty fourth through the twenty seventh. Oh, I have like we can have to figure it out. Yeah, so uh, maybe I'll miss it this year. Going. You ain't going. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so, if it was in like June, I'd think about it maybe for like ten seconds. You you can't. You have stuff happening in June. <laughs> Do I? It's, yeah. It's D and D. Warriors that terrify. It's D and D. You remember that thing that happens in June? You got that thing, Uncle June. Uncle June. Got that thing. Hey, hey! Right after the D and D segment ends, Instagram starts working. <laughs> Beautiful. So let's bring this show to a close. Yeah. No, uh, let's say this. A couple of things. One, um, uh, NECA, uh, the Hallathon, which is now somehow NECA has. Um, unholy uh, an unholy alliance with target which they're calling holothon i think you can go to holothon.com or some shit um where they're they're going to be doing releases every week for the next couple of weeks and pre-orders all kinds of shit like that uh and you can order these things through the target website and there'll be an ordering according to rumor there will be an ordering window much the way that we gave them credit for last week, which, by the way, if any of you didn't already, you're losing time to order Usagi, Yojimbo, and the Neutrinos, if you like those those characters. Not a fan of those, but Usagi, hell yes, ordered mine. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to mention, one of the first offerings will be this Friday. And for you TMNT fans, like old school TMNT fans, it's Fugitoid Kids. It's the fugitoid figure that we've all wanted our entire lives. The fugitive android is now coming. And there's two different versions. There's a regular version. And then there's a signed version that has like Kevin Eastman has signed it or remarked it somehow. I'm unclear about this. That one is 99 bucks. And I think the regular one is, I don't know, 30 odd, whatever they're getting for these things these days. Not sure. Um, the point is, is though that it will go up for pre-order on, I think the Holothon site, I think is for anyone outside the US. Otherwise you have to go to Target and order it that way. But I'm pretty sure it's an order window. So it isn't this bullshit where you got to run on and grab it because it's going to go away. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so that's a new thing that's happening. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I feel like there was other, oh, fucking hot toys has just gone off the deep end with fucking Batman. <laughs> so you now have Batman You can get Batman that stands by himself. I think you can get Batman that has like this little staircase display stand. That's version two. You can get Batman that has, I think he has the little staircase gargoyle stand thing. And also the bat signal. This is all from the new movie. And then lastly, I think did they I think they solicited the bike, the motorcycle they solicited, but they also uh, I think they also gave a teaser image of a one sixth scale Batmobile coming from Hot Toys. That's a lot of shit. And we didn't mention several days ago and we should have we didn't is the Back to the Future 2 DeLorean. 
was also solicited by Hot Toys several weeks ago. And of course, the vehicles are big and they're expensive, but they're fucking beautiful, as everybody knows. And uh, so you can check those things out. Go over to Sideshow.com, the official Hot Toys uh, site in the U.S. You can check it out over there. Um, and you should check out Sideshow for some other things, other import things as well. Joy Toy, who is doing some amazing 118th scale sci-fi army kind of stuff. You should check them out over there as well because they're, they're selling through Sideshow now as well. They just dropped a bunch of 118th scale figures that look like they're right out of Mad Max and they're brilliant. I think they're just brilliant. I mean, I'm pretty much out of 118 scale now, except for certain things. Um, shut up sandwich. And uh, it uh, it's not in my wheelhouse anymore to do that. But if it was, uh, I would be getting them because I think they're, they're really cool. Um, I don't think, was there any more? Pro- I feel like there was another product. Th- there was, that was- uh, a premium uh, Ahsoka Tano premium format figure. It's, it's, they're just uh, revealing it. It's not available yet. The premium format from Sideshow, that one? Yeah, and it's... Uh, because you know, they it, just revealed... From the well, Mandalorian. Hot Toys just revealed the final, the, the final product images for the Ahsoka... The, the Ahsoka 1-6 figure that they're doing. The Clone Wars version, not the TV version. Yeah. Which is coming later on. The Sideshow is the TV version. Or the Hot Toys. Hot Toys is doing both hot toys is doing clone wars one sixth and a tv one sixth they hot toys has just shown the final pictures on facebook i believe um of the final product what the final product looks like and yeah it does look a little bit different than the the prototype like it does um but it still looks really really great from that last season you know you know that last season of I don't know if it's actually the last season of Clone Wars or how she looked in, I don't think it's Rebels. I don't think she's quite that old. But anyway, in either case, it's a really good representation of the character. So um, you can go check those out. Go to Facebook uh, and look at Hot Toys and you'll see the the final uh, product images for that, Um, which is a nice thing for them to do because if you don't like it at the end of the day, you can cancel your order still, theoretically. Um, So there's that. And what else? Oh, the Flash Gordon. This is this is an oldie but a goodie. One sixth scale Flash Gordon movie figures are apparently finally coming out from Big Chief Studios in the UK, um, and uh, they're exclusive. Uh, I think we might have the exclusive on the show next week or the week after if Sandwich goes to Montclair to get it. So um, that is a really interesting figure because it was only for sale at bigchiefstudios.com. And I think, I think they made a mistake in doing that. I think they made a mistake in not selling him uh, across, across the country. Um, they also use Sideshow in the U.S. So the uh, Flash Gordon from the end of the movie with the tank top and the big sword, that one and Ming... Those two were available through Sideshow, but the white t-shirt with the green football egg thing version was not available at Sideshow. You had to go to Big Chief for that. So um, that's the one we'll be featuring on the show uh, either next week or the week after. I'm sure it'll be here by then if it isn't already. 
And um, that's all the product stuff that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Uh, Anybody else got anything they want to add to this mess? Huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so I think I think that we can bring this bitch to a close. Yeah, we can start wrapping up. Um, what a great second se- segment for the Patreon crowd looking at um, fucking Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, Meta. Thank you, fucking Zuckerberg. Uh, well, let's uh, wrap up with the social medias. Uh, you want to make sure that you are following the show on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters, and it is Geek Stuff TNG on all those places. Um, you can call our GVM line if you'd like to leave us a message. 201-730-2547. That's correct. You can also send us an email. 201-743-2547. Not correct. TNG at gmail.com. Uh, right, again, you can support us over on the Patreons. And, 201-743-2547. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcaster you listen to and share it. Like and share it with your friends and leave us a review. Those all help. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at PyDayScotch. 201-740-2547. Uh, at Pi Day Scott. Uh, yesterday was Pi Day, by the way, 3.14. Uh, so that was an important day for me. And uh, I will turn it over to Mr. Sandwich. How can they find you? 201 75 7303 on Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. What if I want to play Fortnite with you? You can yeah. find me on Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M. 201-730-2547 B-L-D-O-R-E <laughs> Somebody's going to snag that now. Fat 201-743-2547 Dumbledore. You can find me as Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network and on Fortnite and you can find me at BK everywhere else it was my, it was my bit just can we do the bit. call this episode the GVM line <laughs> what? can we call this episode the GVM line? no what are we calling this episode? did we come up with a name? oh no fuck Instagram how about that? F-I-G that'll work Fig. Fig. F-I-G. Fig Newton. Just put the, put, put the dots in between. Yeah, I will. Uh, and this is episode what number, Kev? 27... No. 201-730-674. Yes. And with that, we will bring this episode, episode 274, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Scott Hall, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>